Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. In this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. What's up, what's up everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz, and it's uh, back in the lair, but sadly it's the uh, last of our lair visits. As I stare at an Oklahoma State game that's now 43-31, to you can bet your sweet ass we have Oklahoma State minus 6. I look at the Nuggets, I look at the Bulls-Celtics game, we've got the big TV dedicated to an over, West Virginia and Texas Tech, and we got a small TV set up for my Mormon boys in Utah State, which, thanks for having me in the lair for two and a half months, <laughs> I'm going oh, out. Man. Yeah, this has been fun, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, uh, nobody to come over and watch games every night of the week, but we'll, uh, we'll figure it out, we'll set up the Skype or the Zoom or whatever people are using these days. Um, yeah, cause we get a lot of sports going on. We are we are neck deep in the college basketball season. We are uh, coming up on the Super Bowl in a couple weeks here, so we're going to break down what happened in the uh, AFC-NFC championship games. Um, we're back into golf. I had a very close call with the winner, Cameron Davis, at the American Express on Sunday. But our, our boy uh, Sibu pulled through at a great tournament. So there's a, a lot to talk about, and the NBA is going on too. Yeah. We, uh, there's a lot, um, and as I'm parting, what's amazing about being in Illinois is the accessibility of DraftKings, and I will be losing that. I, uh, gave one last hurrah tonight, got six free dollars from DraftKings. If you build up your credit there, they give you, they give you some money sometimes. Um, and, uh, it's what I'm on. I got two four-team parlays tonight to try to keep my betting going before I head on a flight on uh, Sunday, and uh, a lot was lost this weekend. I think it's fair to uh, start the conversation with how the weekend went. Um, and Siwoo, was, that's an interesting one, because Siwoo actually did, was pretty ravaging. You know, I had Patrick Cantlay as a Friday when he just made the cut. I had Cameron Davis 90-1 to 1 with you, and everything looked good. And Siwoo decides not to pull out a driver on a hole he didn't need a driver on this week. Uh, instead of costing us the big win, he came and stole the big win. So the PGA didn't go our way this week. Definitely not in the first round either. I mean, Max Homa gave us a good effort, but not not gave, enough. Gave us something to cheer for. He did. Um, but, yeah, faded, faded a little down the stretch. And Max Homa uh, tied for the 54-hole lead and goes out and Just, shoots plus four on Sunday. That was uh, tough if you had a top 20 ticket on him because uh, he ended up finishing outside of the top 20. But Roz, let's uh, let's start with the card from Saturday night. Well, I 
think you've heard plenty about uh, our fantasy football league, but let's tell you where we go to try to make our money elsewhere. This is my favorite place to go, and that is betonline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing, and you know that my Packer love is an all-time high, even coming off of the loss. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. Um, I got to tell you, we've been there often. We're at their tables playing casino games as well as making our bets. Um, one of the best betting li- websites on the internet. From game spreads and totals to team players and coach coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Again, you can find Wits and I there. We are the old men who will never leave the table. So head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that is betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book, sports book experts. Woo woo! So Saturday night, let's rewind the clock. We had a, a lot of wings and pizza flying around. We had a little euchre going. All for the big oh, buildup. Saturday, yeah. That was the Conor McGregor fight, and a part which was a roller coaster in itself. I mean, the prelims, we got our guy Tavares. Love a decision, so we start nice with a decision. W in our parlay. Our first parlay gets a nice W, <laughs> and then the debacle that is ESPN Plus and the pay-per-view subscription service. Yes, for those of you who didn't hear, ESPN Plus was down for, I want to say, about an hour and a half or two on Saturday night. And as we were trying to log on to see some of the big fights, um, I think about one and a half million people were trying to as well, to no avail. And eventually we got it working, but I kind of wish we hadn't because the main event of the night... Did not go our way, and us, along with 93% of all the other money line bets, were on Conor McGregor. And Roz, I'm gonna, I want you to take us through your, uh, your thought process on the night, how everything went, because I can still picture you on the floor. <laughs> I should have taken I, a picture because you looked our exactly si- the like simulcast of McGregor and myself were, uh, were something interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean. Loved the decision win, looked good going to our parlay, had a heavy favorite in Amanda Rebus who got knocked out just as fast, if not faster, than Conor McGregor, so that put that parlay in the hole. Um, you got Angry Roz, whose stomach is just pumping with pizza and wings on the toilet, just throwing every dollar he has left on DraftKings, about 350 we can let you know we're at, I had $350 left for the weekend, new um, news a push the chips to the middle of the table kind of weekend, and uh, that'll go into the Green Bay game in a little bit. But we lose the Amanda Rebus. I start throwing everything and their mother on the over two and a half in the Michael Chandler fight, and over and uh, and the McGregor under one and a half just money line straight win. You had the right rounds from McGregor. Had the right rounds from McGregor. Guy. Wrong. Thing. Chandler, impressive as shit, man. And that was a guy I was hyped on to begin with. And honestly, that parlay I set two weeks ago was looking good, right? We had Holloway from the weekend before. Chandler comes in there and just says, night-night hooker. Um, I mean, I know you're quick with your hookers, but damn, Chandler took care of his real quick. He did. He looked great. And we just had a four, a 3-1 to one favorite to finish out the parlay. 3-1 favorite. Usually a pretty good spot to be in, but not on Saturday night. Conor McGregor goes down, gets knocked out for the first time in his career. And Raz, it looked like he came out pretty stout, looked good, but he couldn't quite get to Poirier 
as much as I would have thought, and the leg kicks and the eventual combo put him to bed, and the meme that was all over the internet, just like the Bernie meme, Conor McGregor dazed, <coughs> dazed and confused after that knockout, and it was a, uh, it was quite a sight. Yeah, you said it. I mean, the first round, I think he there was two shocking elements, I think, to McGregor, and he kind of alluded to it in his press conference. At least one of them, I think, I'm gonna create the narrative on a second one. Um, he hit Poirier pretty good, and he knocked Poirier around to start, and Poirier almost seemed unfazed. As a guy who has a chin, and if you know fighting, and if you know Conor McGregor at all, his loss to Diaz, another one he was against a guy with just probably the biggest chin in the sport, just can lay it on him, and it won't, it won't disrupt his fighting style. He'll keep going and coming at you, and I think that caught Conor a little bit by surprise that he couldn't take down Poirier as fast as he did in their first meeting. And then the leg kick. They were saying McGregor, although it's only been a year, which is still a long time to be out of the fight game, um, hasn't faced a lefty in an even longer period of time. So what they're talking about when it comes to the leg kicks in that fight, Connor hasn't gone up against that ever. And Poirier's leg kicks left a bruise slash bump the size of an American football on his leg, doing some severe damage to his calf. Um, and you saw that when he got twisted and backed up against the against the cage for the inevitable last punch by Poirier. Poirier just knocked him out. Caught him. Couldn't really stand anymore anyway, so next step was just to be put out. And that's what Poirier did, and he put me out with him as well. <laughs> Felt that punch from miles and miles across the sea. It was, uh, it was a powerful punch by Dustin Poirier. By the way, I like Poirier, so congrats to him. He, as Connor said, he fought strong, had all the style there that night, and, uh, it was a big win for the number two contender in the lightweight division. Yeah, big win, and just as McGregor hit the canvas, <laughs> so did Roz on the lair floor. Um, but we'll, we'll be back. McGregor, gracious in defeat, which is one thing I always respect about him. He says he'll be back, so we'll see when this next fight rolls around. But, Roz, I, I, think, I think it's time. I think it's time that we discuss what happened on Sunday in the NFL, and I'll leave it to you which game you want to start with, but I, I, I think we get it out of the way first and break yeah. down yeah, break absolutely. Down this Packers game. Um, yeah, I, uh, and just like McGregor, honestly, I, I have to attempt to be gracious in defeat. I don't, I don't, like, if anybody does listen to this show as I make that joke every week, like, I talk so much smack. I give so much additional praises to the Packers, and, uh, I, I'll back them into the fiery pits of hell if I have to. Um, and that fiery pit of hell just seems to be the NFC Championship game as we've lost four in a row now. Um, <laughs> that was... Uh, Tom looked great, but the Packers beat themselves, and it was on everybody. It was... That's yeah. all I can say. It was every single player I mean, and coach. Me, for me, one thing that stood out, and you, you saw this early in the game, was... The third downs. I mean, the Packers could not stop the Bucks on third down, and you know, led to an early lead. And I mean, I thought that's that's one of the, there's a lot of things that happen in the game. You know, winning the turnover battle, winning the third down battle. The Packers were just not doing that. And then the end of the first half, Ross, you got to take me through. Um, you know, what kind of defense that was by Mike Pettin because to give up a last second hail mary. Uh, against Kevin King, who had... That's a whole nother disaster from that game. But what was going on there with the Packers' D 
Um, and how do they give up that late score like that? It's not Jets-esque on the Henry Ruggs play, but you can tell Pettin wasn't ready. And I got to tell you, Tom was halfway ready. Tom had to like be pulled off the sideline to come on the field and do it. And I think he caught the Packers sleeping in a game that it's inexcusable to be asleep. Is it week four in the season? You fall asleep on something? No, not anymore. It's the NFC Championship game. And honestly, when we, I could tell you, my dad and I were watching the game. We saw people way too close to the line. And I was like, Brady's going to take this shot. And uh, and we know that best because Brett Favre saw the same exact thing in, uh, in the NFC Championship game against the Giants where they, right before the end of the half, threw a Hail Mary to Hakeem Nix who caught it, and uh, a lot of losses for me in the NFC Championship game with Favre and Rodgers. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And that's the thing. If you statistically look, the most important eight minutes of the game are the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half, and the Patriots scored twice in those eight minutes. Aaron Jones fumbling right out of the half, uncharacteristic of him as he didn't fumble all year long, Um, fumbles twice in this game, loses one of them, gets hurt, might have played his last snaps as a Packer. Um, and Kevin King got burned. Chandon Sullivan and Kevin King absolutely got burned. And it hurts more when you see how good Jair Alexander played on the other side. Yeah. Jair Alexander. Two picks. If you think about it, it's 55 yards in between the hash lines. 27 and a half of those yards completely covered by Jair Alexander. The other 27 and a half got absolutely dismantled. And uh, it's tough. It, it really is. It's really tough to see. And um, it that's that's the beginning that that twenty eight ten I kind of had the realization set in we had a nice strong comeback um, and like the Mavericks unfortunately just did against the Nuggets unbelievably <laughs> um, and uh, and then it comes down to the fourth quarter which I think uh, yeah and I, I think this is another thing we need to talk about two things in the fourth quarter um, at the end of the game. You know, you saw Rodgers on that third down play. You know, I don't know if there was a discussion beforehand of what was going to happen. I'd like to think there wasn't. But, Roz, first of all, take me through what your thoughts were with Rodgers on that third down play. Should he have ran that ball? Did he have the opportunity? It looked to me like he did. And I've seen him make that play a lot where there's a lot of room in front of the line of scrimmage. Um, And I don't know if he would have gotten there, but... That's a play that I've seen him make plenty of times before, and I'm just wondering, you know, through your eyes, why, why didn't he go for it there and throw in a double coverage? I think I said this to you earlier in the day. Right, plenty of room. We've seen him do it a lot. Younger Rodgers probably doesn't even think twice about it. Um, and I'm not saying older Rodgers couldn't. He did it against the Rams last week. I think he is, and everyone knows this, one of the more intelligent quarterbacks in the league yeah. with the offsides. When the defense with the defensive holdings, you can see them down the field, twelve men on the field, and if you look at the play, Devontae Adams is absolutely smothered, pre and post ball leaving Aaron Rodgers' hand, right. and I think in his head he knew that it might not be complete, but he he's going to get another set of downs, four sets of downs, halfway there from the four yard line, and part of me thinks that that was the the train of thought, and you actually see it. At the end of the game, when he's yelling at the ref, because of the call that is made on the on Tom Brady's last drive, um, I think he thought he was going to get that flag and have four more attempts at it. And yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Um, and then we've got 
the play that's going to be talked about for the entire Packers offseason and a lot of people calling for Matt LaFleur's head, you know, I saw some things with the analytics saying that that gave him a better percentage chance to win, but I said, screw the models, whatever they were. There's no reason on earth that they should have kicked that field goal with the ball on the eight-yard line. And from a fan perspective, I, I got to get your thoughts on that. What you know? What was was that the right thing to do? And <laughs> I think it was wrong. But why? Like, how do you give the ball back to Tom Brady again and not give your Hall of Fame quarterback a shot to score? Hey guys, do I have an offer for you? With the new year comes tons of new big games in sports. With big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on the combos perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Try out the snack pack combo. Me and Wits go after that all the time, featuring small plates with big flavor. You got a mini beef Wellington steak burger slider. You can get mac and cheese melts or Wits' favorite, the shrimp wrapped in bacon, which is actually my favorite. Every order is a flash frozen delivered directly to your home, satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. Basically, every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCityStakes.com slash game day and use the code BLEAV at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big game, big taste, big wits, big Roz. You, it's the wrong decision, in my opinion, and it took me 30 minutes to realize it was the wrong decision. I told you this. I was so perplexed by what happened on third down, the no run, the no flag, and the play calling from first down to third down, that I didn't even realize that we were kicking the field goal till it already had happened, and I was like, okay, we're going to go play defense. And it didn't like react in my head where I was like, oh, shit. It's the same circumstance. Like I, I don't care what the analytics say there either. Not only if you don't get it, do you have them backed up on their own eight-yard line, but like it's the same idea with the field goal. You're going to go out there and play defense anyways. And I'd rather have a Hall of Fame quarterback who's been known to make some of the most miraculous last-second throws of all time. I'd rather him have that option. And... It's ridiculous that he didn't. So, right, and you you made a one-score game, a one-score game, and in turn gave the ball back to another Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. And, you know, I'm not a Packers fan, but I did bet on them that game, so I was I was a fan for that day. And my first thought was that the Packers are not getting this ball back, and that's a shame that they're going to lose this game by one possession and kind of and not even give themselves a shot. Um, and Tom Brady comes out and. The pass interference call, I thought, was absolute baloney. Only because of the fact that the refs had kept the whistles in their pocket for almost the entire game. And I I thought the game went a lot smoother. It was nice. They were letting them play. Um, The game was awesome. The refs, for the most part, stayed out of it. But to call that pass interference after some of the stuff that we saw on Devontae Adams and, and just throughout the game... It was a call that I just didn't think needed to be made there, especially at the biggest spot in the game, but it did. Uh, Chris Godwin ends up running for a first down, and the Packers, you know, they go home again in the NFC Championship game, and it was uh, it was a disappointing effort, I thought, by them overall, that they, they kind of came out. I don't want to say they were sleepwalking, but that was not the Packers team that I saw for the majority of this season, and Tom Brady moves on to his 10th Super Bowl in 19 years which is just a whole other atmosphere of success and faces off against, you know, probably the next version 
of Tom Brady if he isn't already and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and you're right. It wasn't the Packers we saw all year long. And I got to tell you, Rodgers still played pretty phenomenally um, at an MVP level. And it hurts, and you can tell it hurt him with the comments he made in the press conference. And at the end of the day, as a Packers fan, it's from the onside kicks to the blowouts to all the Hail Marys for some reason at the end of the first half. I've seen a lot of losses. I just appreciate every game I get, every extra game I've gotten watching them. And I hope Aaron Rodgers over this next two months doesn't make the decision that I feel could be coming, and I hope he chooses to stay at his new home where he grew up in Green Bay, and I'd love to see another run. Because honestly, Xander, I told you this on the phone, this team coming back, still an NFC Championship team. And I still think they come back and can do the same thing, and hopefully third time's a charm with Matt LaFleur, and he can get us to the Super Bowl. Who knows what we do then next against a Patrick Mahomes-led team. Hopefully it's the year they decide not to make the finals for the first time. Um, (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, it's going to be Brady Mahomes. I didn't watch an ounce of the Chiefs-Bills game because of the outcome in the previous game. And uh, all I have to say is goat on goat. And uh, this guy's 24 years old, an MVP, two Super Bowls and three seasons as a starter. It's absurd. And it's the baton passing moment or the or the sensei beating down on the <laughs> predecessor. Yeah, I mean, I think regardless of what happens this game, I, I think the fact that Tom Brady made another Super Bowl and you know, his first year on a new team, it just cements his legacy. And if he happened to win this game, um, it would be just a cataclysmic <laughs> career for a guy. Um, but, you know, since you didn't watch the Bills game, I'll give a little breakdown on it. The, the Bills came out hot. They were circling the wagons. They came out with a field goal. Nicole Hardman muffs a punt. The Bills get in the end zone. It's 9 nothing. And, Roz, if I were to tell you that the Bills scored the opening nine and the last nine points of that game, you probably would have told me that the Bills were moving on to the Super Bowl. But that was not the case. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs did what they did all of last year's playoffs, came back from another double-digit possession um, deficit and just steamrolled the Bills. They had no answer for Travis Kelsey. They had no answer for Tyreek Hill. It was a it was a masterful game um, by Patrick Mahomes. It was a masterful game plan. They started hitting Kelsey underneath, and when that finally dried up, Tyreek Hill just was running all over the field. And I give a lot of credit to the Bills. They had a great season, but they were just overmatched in this game. And Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I know people talked about the toe, they talked about the concussion, but he looked <laughs> he looked about as electric and dynamic as I have ever seen him in that game. And the Chiefs move on. I think the Bills are going to eventually make it to the Super Bowl, and I think it'll probably be against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game for the foreseeable future here. I mean, I think the Ravens are a team to be reckoned with in the AFC. But, Roz, the Chiefs move on. They're up against the Bucks. the opening line. Uh, depending on where you look, is three, three and a half. What are your initial thoughts on what I think might be the biggest handle in Super Bowl wagers in the history of the sport with probably the two best quarterbacks I've ever seen play? First thought, lean towards the Chiefs. It would be the first time we've ever bet against uh, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And it's the first time Tom Brady, if he were to lose, would lose to a team outside of the NFC East. Um 
the guy's played in 10 Super Bowls. To have, like, trends on who he loses to in the Super Bowl is an absurd stat. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. But Mahomes, I think he takes the baton. Do I think Brady's done if he loses the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. <laughs> Mind-blowing the depth he gets on his passes still. When you see Breeze and Rivers and Roethlisberger losing it, and they're years younger than he is. Yeah, I mean, people talked, you know, they talked a few years ago, they talked last year in New England, like, you know, Brady's got no zip left on his arm, and he's done. If, if you saw some of the throws he made in that NFC Championship game, I mean, the guy's still got an electric arm. Made some great plays. And, Roz, I agree with you. I lean Chiefs in this one right now. We were talking before the show. I don't think we've ever bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I mean, we bet we had him against the Rams, had him in a loss against the Eagles. Had that amazing Atlanta Falcons comeback. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons comeback, and then, you know, just as good of an ending in the Seahawks game, uh, I think it was five or six years ago. I mean, we've been on Brady the entire way, but, you know, if there's one guy who can take down Brady, I, I would say it's Patrick Mahomes. I think this is going to be a good game, and I really hope it is. I hope it's not a blowout. Um, and, yeah, I like Mahomes. I like the edge here, especially if I can get it at three, which I think I'm going to lock in sometime, either today or tomorrow. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll get after it with all the props. I know we've got another show coming up before the actual game comes out. So we'll, we'll break down everything from a betting perspective. Uh, I just want to give you our initial thoughts here. And then um, it's sad to say that this past Sunday was the last – um, the last Sunday where we have multiple games of football until September. So it's been fun. It's been amazing. The NFL has been able to get out this season with relatively, you know, very few hiccups. And we'll, uh, we'll move on to the darkest month of the year with no football uh, and just basketball, which is going to be very sad. Very sad. And uh, it's early in the week, so I know we haven't taken an ounce of looking at the air. We haven't done an ounce of looking at golf so i don't really have anything for you on the golf front um enjoy your teams through success and hardships enjoy that they can get out there it's funny it's great that i saw chris rock on Stephen a's world this week explaining to me almost like he knew it was going to happen this weekend said this about the knicks he said championships are great but it's even better being able to go watch your team and know they have a chance in any given game and it's not so much the Knicks right now, but he was talking about the 80s Knicks with Patrick Ewing. Um, enjoy every moment you have with a team that has any chance to win a game or has a good chance to win a game because you never know when those moments end. You never know when you're going into the pits of despair with your team. you got to ride or die with them. Hard wins, bad wins, horrible losses, or regular losses. But, uh, Wits, it's been fun being in the lair. We're going to have to go back to Skype. We're going back to Skype. <laughs> We're going back to Skype, but it has been fun. Um, yeah, I'm going to find myself a little bit of a loss, not uh, not knowing who's coming over to watch all these meaningless games with me. But we'll uh, we'll keep it rocking. We'll keep the show going. And, yeah, it's been uh, it's been real these past couple months. Yes, it has. This has been the opening line with your host, Wits and Rob. We'll be back next week. Your boy will be back in sunny Southern California with the babes, the booze, and more work. <laughs> And uh, we'll catch you next time, everybody. Peace.
hit you with every pay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't wanna stick around, believe me. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube